Welcome to Seat Time, where we drink beer and talk about all the happenings with motorcycles. Hey guys, how's it going? Brian Pierce here from Seat Time. We're going to do about episode 51. Lucas Como is joining us in here on Skype. We're going to see how it goes. He's in his crap room, I'm in my crap room, so we'll just call it the crap shoot and see what happens. Uh, Lucas Como, for those of you who do not know, is the proprietor of AcadianaRacing.com, the website, and as well of the LACC, the Louisiana Cross Country Series. He also did the Off-Road Cup this past weekend, and that is one of the big reasons, not just because of the fact that I like the fact that he drinks little tiny mini beers, but since they just had the Off-Road Cup this past weekend, I think that it'd be really good to get a little bit more of a take from him about the series, how this past weekend went, and where he sees it's going to go. So Lucas, just give me a rundown. How was the weekend for you, man? It was a blast. I think everybody had fun. We had a good turnout. Uh, racers came from all over, and the weather was nice, fun course. Uh, as we posted, Midwest Off-Road Events won with Kirkpatrick, Ingram, and LeVan, and uh, Missouri Harris Criminal Series got second, and LACC third, and uh, I think everybody had fun. Awesome, man. Well, I... <laughs> Yeah, we've keep you know I've talked about multiple times trying to come to a dang LACC race, and then of course there was a conflict with Toro this past weekend, so I couldn't make it to the Off Road Cup, unfortunately. And I, I really do, I think it'd be fun. Um, we we have you and I have texted a little bit about possibly maybe putting an industry class in, so that then maybe seat time and some guys could compete. I mean, what do you think about that? Is that something that could be in the future? I think Hooper and all them would probably kick your butt. Oh come on, man! If it was me and Hoop, I think I know who would win. The guy that wasn't on a Suzuki. <laughs> Which would be me. Uh huh. Who else? <laughs> Who else would be in there? Off road Viking, I guess. Do those guys ride? Uh, I mean, they probably have a bike. I don't know how much they ride it. Oh, what up, Daniel? I just dissed you. I'm just saying. I don't know, man. We got a couple. We got race. Uh, so Racer X. I mean, that's kind of Hooper as well, because he's a contractor. Through them, you know, we could yeah. probably put Bolt on on somebody's bike. He's a goon. <laughs> I mean, he'd be there. That's about it. Uh, I don't know. There's quite a few. I guess there's some West Coast guys. We could bring in the uh, the Vital MX guys. You know, they're California. I don't know if they'd show up for our business. But what do you think? That'd be fun. Let's I think it'd be it. pretty awesome, dude. Let's put in ourselves an industry class and see what happens. So, okay, so the more guys, two years in a row, the second year you've had the uh, Off-Road Cup. Uh, where yep. has this gone for you? I know that you had a dream, you had a vision with the Off-Road Cup, what you wanted to create in this past two years. Has it really kind of followed through with that, you know, followed suit? Yeah, yeah, I think mission accomplished. Uh, you know, we had people traveling from all over. We had a bunch of different race series um, uh, represented. I think some people traveled over a thousand miles to come come race. You know, that's, a, that's quite, I think they were that's quite a distance. The, yeah, they were just getting out of the snow. They were just <laughs> some, some dirt. But uh, but no, I mean it's it's uh, it's going well. You know, I think the, the, on the regional level which is uh, pretty much all we can expect for now. You know, I think a, a long-term goal would be to eventually maybe get it to where the national level uh, level series are racing. And, uh, you know, what we probably do is keep the same cup we have now, the perpetual trophy on that regional level, and right. maybe get a new one for the national level. But that's just kind of wishful thinking. If that happens, great. You know, if not, oh, well, we tried. Um, I actually was talking on the phone with Sean Reddish, uh, the works guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he thought it was a pretty good idea. He said, you know, it's just hard because these pros, I mean, if you don't have a huge purse and it's it's not in their contract to do it, it's kind of hard to get them to show up, you know. Right. 
So you pretty much have to get one truck coming from the West Coast with a bunch of bikes and try to do it that way or I don't know. Yeah, kind of almost like the ISDE in that sense. It's like, okay, you give us your X amount of dollars. We're going to put all your crap in one big crate and get everything over there to a degree. I, mean, I, I think it's interesting. I think it's a great idea. I think it's, it's something that we haven't seen before. I, it's, I think it's hard to say, you know, a lot of times people compete year-round with the exact same top five, top three people. It's hard to kind of almost say, okay, cool, now that you guys are the top three, let's go ahead and get on a team together and compete as a team. But I think it's an interesting concept. I think it's a really good idea, and I think that there's some maybe some small kinks that need to be worked out with people that are involved on teams that aren't really maybe in certain series and things like that and being able to race there. But it's, I think the amount you've seen it grow in the past, obviously two years, um, leads the fact that it's going to continue to grow. And it's something that can, people can keep having fun with. Um, where where do you think the course is going to be next year? I know you're trying to, trying to move it around. Uh, we're going to start looking North. Okay. So, it could be one state north. It could be two states north. We'll just have to see. Yeah. Um, is there anything? I know one of the deals that we were talking about as well is like a proposed date. You know, I mean, are you guys kind of thinking like the February, March time for next year as well? Yeah, we want to keep it early in the year uh-huh. because it's not so hot. You still do have good weekends in that time of year. Everybody thinks, oh, you know, it's going to be muddy and rainy. This this last weekend proved that it could be perfect. Yeah. You know, and then it also, it allows the guys up north that have been snowed in for a few months to get out and come race. Nice. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, congratulations to the Moore guys, I guess, for getting it two years in a row. That's pretty impressive uh, that you guys have had it this long. Steve Levan's been working that team. Uh, Was he on KTM's last year for this as well? Yes. Okay, so two years in a row with KTM's. I'm pretty sure they've got to be happy with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So did you have fun? Did you get to ride any? No, man. Uh, all I got to ride was my four-wheeler. Oh, you own a four-wheeler? It's not your wife's four-wheeler? <laughs> uh, it's both it's half and half. Right? It's Come on, but your yeah, wife owns no, it all. We all know how this works. I tried to get out there and ride, but man, you know, it's tough. Trying to help with scoring and making sure everything is going okay. And uh, But I got to give a big thanks to my family, my mom, dad, brother, sister, all them, wife. They really helped out a lot. And uh, Golden Pine Raceway, Randy Rector and them. Uh, also, Brady Wascom, he uh, he helped out. So, it was a crew of us. Yeah, for sure. It was fun. Yeah, did you, uh, I, you know, as we mentioned multiple times, uh, you know, being a member of the Toro staff, like, I know how much work I put in on that. And I can only imagine with you being the proprietor, you know, the owner of LACC and Acadian Racing, and then as well the Offro Cup, it's like, there's a lot going on there, so I can imagine you have busy weekends leading up to and busy weekends during. Um, yeah, it's weekends. fun. What makes it a, uh, a lot better is using moto tally. Yeah? You know, electronic scoring. You know, if we had to score this by hand, it would be very difficult. So you give the transponder, they put it on their visor, they ride underneath the gate antenna. We have the reader that picks them up, laptop. When it's all said and done, you go through a few uh, errors and print out the results and it's nice and easy. Boom. Yeah, we as well use electronic scoring for Toro, and that is uh, a blessing for sure. We y'all, use, y'all use Moto Tally? Huh? I don't think we do. No, we use a, a Bud Hutchinson actually came up with a, a, a system we use for Toro. So uh, okay. they use we use Moto Tally for, um, for the T-Sec stuff. 
not yeah. for the Toro stuff. And I think uh, I don't in the Torn and the uh, the none of the local guys use Mototelli yet. We need to get them on that because I know that uh, was it Brian Jehoka actually is Mototelli yeah. right? Because yeah, he's yeah. been around for a while helping out with all the blackjack stuff and he's done a great job with that. So we need to get more people using Mototelli. I think it's Mototelli dot com, isn't it? Yeah. Moto dash tally dot com, something like that. Yeah. Just Google it. Yeah, Google it. You know, whatever. <laughs> you don't need to know the URL these days. You just need to know how to Google stuff. Uh huh. Okay, so if we were to Google other results, so good job on a great weekend, though. I have to say, I'm thankful for the fact that you have your big Maxis sticker on that fridge. That is a huge Maxis sticker, by the way. I don't know how you took that from somebody. Uh, but thanks to Alan Hall for that sticker. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Alan Hall's a cool guy. I want a big-ass sticker like that. That is awesome. <laughs> um, but so there was other racing that went on, of course, in um, Atlanta. If you were to make it really, really far east, they had the Supercross that went on. So round two for the East Lice, the East Coast guys, and then uh, round seven for the big boys. Big boys, Ryan Dungey in the KTM gets another win. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Ryan Villapoto fights in for uh, second. James Stewart had a very, you know, solid third. Um, they had a couple other, uh, you know, Really good podium spots that came, or not podium spots, but really good finishes by some other riders. A lot of people worked really hard, but Ryan Dungey, I think, on that KTM proved that he can win a championship. I mean, Ryan Villapoto did not get the best of starts, but I think. What do you think about Dungey, or think about the podium run up and all that? Yeah, I think I think Dungey's doing it right. I mean, if he just keeps consistent and uh, keeps plugging away, all it's going to take is for Villapoto to make one mistake. You know, maybe not finish a race or yeah. Something but like that. But do you be... win a championship planning for someone else to make a mistake? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a big concern I've got just with – I mean, I'm obviously I love KTM ever since I've switched to KTM and stuff like that. Um, but – and I'm a big Dungey fan. I was, you know, when he won on 2010 on Suzuki. Uh, but I just – it's that aggression. It's just, They say it over and over again, and I feel it. You know, two seconds before anybody says it on speed or whatever or CBS when we're watching it, it's like, gosh, you just need to get a little bit more aggressive. Like, and then he just—I don't know. I think that that's that's where he's got to figure something out. Yeah. Vian Villapoto in that 2012 is riding awesome. Stewart's riding a lot better on that Yamaha, so I think it's going to be. Now that Chad reads out, unfortunately, it's going to be an interesting haul. Um, so where do we wind up with the lights guys though? Barsha getting the win, and we got. Uh, Lights. I got second and third in there somewhere. I know you got the notes up on your screen. Barsha, Bag, wait, huh? Light, uh, is Barsha, Baggett, Bogle, Wharton, Durham? Is that right? Yeah, it is right. Okay, so Barsha in first place, dominating on that 2012 Geico Honda team. Oh my gosh, like that is, the guy can ride. I think, uh, when uh, Todd Slavic made the prediction last week that Barsha would might be possibly a 2-2 rider. That'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be a great fit. And y'all don't think it might be Baggett? Aren't Reed and Baggett pretty tight? Man, I don't know. Uh, I honestly not don't. Baggett, uh, Wilson. I guess they Wilson. are. Remember Wilson and Reed were spending all that time together? Yeah, but I think like with uh, now that now that Reed's kind of plugged in with the factory Honda team, I think that that would almost it would almost feel like a satellite thing. Like yeah, you know, I mean they got all these little, t- I, you know, I don't know how the industry works in that sense. I don't make a ton of money from anybody, so <laughs> I don't know. But uh, and then uh, I, I think it was good for Durham to get a top five. He showed uh, last week in Dallas with his podium that obviously now that he's on the PC team, he can ride. He can he can prove himself, and he's done it again with a top five. I think that's pretty pretty impressive. And then uh, we've got Wharton with that freaking fro running Masterpool's number. So I mean this. <laughs> 
it's going to be a good series. I think the tracks have already gotten better. Did you get a chance to see any of the, the stuff from this weekend? I know you were busy, but. No, I'm looking at it here. So Roxon got sixth. Yeah, and that was what due to, to he, <laughs> well, if you listen to his uh, speech, he kind of says that, you know, they held the gate for a while. Like, I mean, and they did. I mean, the, the their bikes, if you will, were revved out for a long amount of time. And so I think everybody kind of was on their own mental clock of when they thought the gate was going to drop. And he kind of just half a seconded too early and uh, went into the gate. And so by that point, when they did drop it, he just got stuck by the gate. I mean, he had to completely back out and go. So he was not just last. He was, you know, at least half a second dead last. So, I mean, he fought his way from 20th, a very solid 20th place, to a very solid 6th place. So he had a good ride considering. Um, but, unfortunately, that's going to that's gonna knock knock holes in the points for him. Yeah. See a local guy here from uh, around Lafayette, Louisiana, Lance yep. Vincent. Got 11th. He's a KT- 55 on the KTM, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which what, what Mun- place did he get? Mun Racing KTM, 11th overall. Oh, hell yeah, that's good. And then uh, what was uh, Shane Sewell in there? He was top 10. He was 11th, wasn't he? I'm a 68. Um, no, he's 10th. 10th? Okay, yeah, yeah he was, and he's a, he's a local guy. Well, local to us as in the shop that he runs out of because SMS, SMS Racing in Denton is actually doing all the motor and suspension work for that team. That was the team that I got to go hang out with uh, in Dallas at the pits and you know hang out with them all day. It was Really, really cool, and it was interesting because I got to see Shane have like the top fifteenth, you know, qualifier position for a while, um, and all amped up and stuff. But then it was like it just took so long for the day to go on. You could just see that he was mentally working through stuff that he didn't need to work through. Like he obviously was doing it right, but so it was just kind of weird. To see. I, I think he kind of beat himself up, and so this week, you know, being able to train and ride, and then uh, obviously he proved he was able to make it into the main. He did it off of the uh, heat. Didn't have to go to the LCQ. And then got a top ten. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, excited to see more KTM's being awesome. I'm telling you, you don't ride your KTM anymore, do you? No, man, gas, gas. That's Spanish, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you and your Spaniards. I don't know what would happen if we went over there. I think we'd tear <laughs> some stuff up. Did you see the new 2012 gas, gas bike? I did. I saw that KTM's got one in there. Those look good, man. I did. Wait, they what? I think SMS has got one in their shop. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, 2012 Gas Gas? Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw it on their Facebook page or something like that. Yeah, they look pretty sweet. Yeah. All right, so Supercross was good. It was. I think the fact that the track was a little bit more technical was really nice. Um, that's what I'm happy to see. St. Louis is supposed to have an over and under. I'm always a big fan of those because of the fact that Rad, you know, Cole Coke and eat your heart out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Crew Jones is, Crew Jones is the man. So... Um, moving on, they had a little bit of works that happened this past weekend. Um, I think we had uh, Bobby Garrison in first place and Taylor Robert and then uh, Kyle Summers. Yep, All Justin right. fourth and Mike Brown fifth. Yeah, Mike Brown. And apparently Mike Brown kind of had a, a little bit of a tumble in there somewhere. Yep, yeah. that's what I read. That's okay. The age of Mike Brown always seems to heal up. Yeah, he tumbled on Saturday and then uh, he was still feeling the after effects on Sunday. Oh shit! I'm still feeling the after effects from being 21. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven years later. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, I gotta give a, uh, a quick mention back, real quick, back to the Off Road Cup. The Iron Man, the overall Iron Man was Zach Crawl, representing the Arkansas Hair Scramble Series. He 
He did like 30-something laps. Good Lord. Probably about 160 miles or so 180 he did, miles. He did 30-something laps. What did the top? What did the Moore team do? How many laps did they do overall? Um, Hold on one second. That way we just have from perspective, you know. What 48 laps. 48? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, that, honestly, 18 laps, I mean, that's, like, you go t- three guys in nine hours to one man in nine hours. That's, right. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, my buddy, my buddy uh, Dusty Newville, wait, hold on. Uh, he got second overall Iron Man. He said his his butt was pretty pretty ugly. He was babooned, that. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it happens to the best of us. It definitely does. Oh well. I, that, I, you still gonna try to do the ISD? Oh, absolutely, man. I, I'm gonna probably be babooned butt all over the place. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Uh, when I talked to Kurt Caselli online, he told me that uh, if I get to actually make it to the ISD, that he'll actually have a beer with me in Germany. Yeah, I saw that. That'll be- well, I wanted to ask you about that. So, you, you know, you had Caselli on the show, then you had Jason Rains, and then you chatted with... Uh, Mr. Bakken? Brad Barebones Bakken? Uh, who's the super car online dude, what's his name? Uh, oh, Jim Holly. Jimmy Holly. Yeah. And you, you're moving up there. Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm just I'm working deeper trenches. <laughs> so so, when you started this, what a year ago? Yeah. Did you think it would go this far and get this big? Well, See, um, I, I think I'm gonna turn it around and kind of talk to you about some oh, stuff. That's fine, dude. No, I think for me with seat time, uh, what am I doing right now? I'm drinking a beer. I'm talking motorcycles with a good buddy of mine. We grew up from what six five years old together racing dirt bikes. And you, know, yeah. you live in Louisiana, I live in Texas, yet now what do we do? We communicate over the internet and we talk about motorcycles. And when you're in town, you call me, we drink beers, we talk about all this stuff. I think Seat Time is doing exactly what I wanted it to do. I'm having fun. I'm, I'm being involved in the industry that I do love to be a part of because I race, I ride, I want my family to be a part of it. And I'm having fun. Um, I have started to enjoy, I won't lie, the interviewing kind of aspect of it. I'm having fun doing that. Um, I didn't know that I enjoyed doing that, but I do. And that was why I wanted to. And uh, luckily, Adam, uh, Adam Toppy from um, the violation team knows Jim Holly. And he was the one that was able to kind of say, hey, dude, you know, I, or I told him, I was like, man, it would be really awesome if somehow I was able to t- flip the switch on Jim Holly and interview him. He's like, no, I'm best buds with him. I could totally bring him over. I was like, what? That's cool. And it worked out. So He seemed like a nice guy, too, pretty down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, the more that I've talked to the, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're hands off, you know, when you're a fan. Uh, and not to say that I'm not, not a fan, um, it, but the more that I try to reach out to people, I kind of start to feel like a media person. Um, but the more you talk to these people in person and online and stuff like that, you realize, look at Kirk Caselli, Jason Raines, Brad Bach, and Jim Holly. Those guys are some of the coolest people I've either met online virtually or met in person and talked to. I mean, down to earth, they're just honest people, and I love it. It's quite awesome. Cool. Just like you. You know, you would never lie to me. <laughs> and you get free stuff, too, like jersey. Uh, I'll get a free Jason Ray. Yeah, Kurt Caselli has not sent me a free jersey yet. Man, that's a bummer. That is a bummer. That's kind of ridiculous. Have a big number one on the back. I know it would have a. I would hopefully it would have a big number one, and then he'd send me a whole nother one that had a big number sixty six on it. <laughs> I don't know that'll happen at all. Ah, uh, wishful thinking. Yeah, I know, right? So Toro, your boy Caleb Ramsey won. 
Yes, he went from hole shot all the way to the finish, actually. So I would definitely say that his tr- his two-stroke uh, treated him well out there on the technical uh, Tolar rocks, if you will. They were definitely technical. So did Cameron Ishmael uh, ride his Kawasaki or KTM? Uh, no, he's back on the Kawasaki's. He has actually sold the KTM's. Um, he okay. just says that he, you know, he, he was trying things out, made a quick decision. Um, feels feels that once he got back on his uh, back on some Kawasaki's that he made the wrong decisions when he went to the KTM's, um, and he is back now on. Oh, excuse me, he was riding his 2011 uh, Kawi, but he does have his 2012. He's getting the suspension and setup all done for the for the new 2012 series. So he finished second, and then Brian Vaughn. Used to be Kawasaki. Now he's liking his KTM. He's yeah. in third. Well, you said Caleb Ramsey. Caleb Ramsey was also a Kawasaki rider. Okay. Before he went to KTM. So those top Sweet. three, <laughs> they yeah. could have either all been Kawi or all been KTM at one point. So, and it, it's good though because of the fact that you look at Caleb Ramsey. He's a past Toro champion. You look at uh, Cameron Ishmael. He's a past Toro champion. Brian Vaughn, past Arkansas champion, and then Cole. Kirkpatrick, who was at the Off-Road Cup, but is this year's Toro champion, um, was also a past Toro champion. Steve Van is a past Toro champion. I mean, Hayden Franklin, who has been doing more trial stuff. I mean, those are some names in the South, you know, and all those guys competing against each other. It's just, it's really cool that those guys are always year-round, winter, summer, their series, boom. We're just racing. They want to they wanna know who's better. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That's but that cool. track was fun. The, uh, Kevin Ruckteschel was actually the promoter. He's also the um, vice president of Toro. He promoted this race as well. A new property that he had found, the Rock Trails in Tolar, Texas. Um, kind of more of a 4x4 um, jeeping territory, but you know the landowner was very uh, you know, receptive to you know putting some moto trails on there and having us come out and ride. And I think that he did a really good job. We have had unfortunate weird rain going on the past couple uh, weeks. It, you know, kept me from even testing my 300 kit that I put in my KTM, those suckers. But uh, got to ride it this weekend, and I thought it was fun. There was a lot of mud. We had some mud stuff, but it was technical. It was rocky. It was tight, and I liked it because that's what I like. So, I Cool. Know. What about you? Did you race? I did. I got a DNF to ever living crap out of the race. Um, I had a lot of I know. I know. I had a lot of fun on Saturday and rode the crap out of my bike, broke into 300, did a bunch of jetting testing and stuff like that. But uh, come, uh, like there's actually video footage. I'll see if I can grab it and edit it in here of me getting bumped between Cody Beck and uh, Travis. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but he's 104 on a Yamaha. And they like, boop, boop, boop. And then Cody just gave me the last little elbow, and I freaking faltered. And so it went from what would have been almost a second to completely fourth. So there's only four of us in our class. Unfortunately, with the last race of the season and then everybody else getting ready for the new series, kind of. If they're not, you know, fighting for a championship, a lot of people kind of back out. That's unfortunate, but I had a lot of fun. Back brake malfunction. Uh, the lock nut, um, you know, you rode KTMs for a long time. The adjustable uh, nut on the KTM uh, lever backed out, so the vibrations allowed that screw to screw in the brake pedal as if it was applied at all times until my brakes completely locked up on me. Burn up. Yeah, hmm. I was like, well, that sucks. As you said, you uh, you put the 300 jug on? Yeah. Yeah, I put the 300 XC 2012 kit on my 2009 250 XC. Yep. A little getting used to. Oh, dude, my arms and shoulders are sore. Is all kinds of get out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it and I put the the Moto Testinari uh, uh, V Force 
for Reed Cage on as well. Um, and you could tell that there was power everywhere. I mean, I know that the 300 kit added power everywhere, but the thing that I thought was awesome was that I had a lot of low-end power and a lot of top-end power that I could control. And I thought that that was really cool. Um, and I think that... You know, having talked with Cole and Brian Vaughn, they're both Moto Tassinari riders. I mean, those that's 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 pretty much what it does. You know, it's the intake for going into the engine, the combustion happens, and the exhaust, which everybody spends a lot of money on. And a lot of people don't think about the fact of like putting the air into the carburetor or the EFI system uh, system correctly. So I think Moto yeah. Tassinari is worth it. It's it definitely helped me out a lot, and I think that uh, it smoothed out that three hundred enough to where a little weakling like myself could handle it. <laughs> There you go. But hey, uh, so, all right. One of the guys that supports Sea Time a lot is Fly Racing, flyracing.com. If you guys don't mind, please go check them out. Um, they support me with all the gear that I wear and that a lot of our off road friends do, the competitors that we race against, and then as well some of the friends that we just ride with. Um, they've got great stuff. They're doing a lot of things in the off road community. They're uh, sponsoring tons of teams, lots of motocross teams, and they'd love to have your support as well. So please go check them out flyracing.com they're a big time seat time supporter and their little friend dale spangler as well will always enjoy a pintful of awesome with you so make sure you go tell him about all your beer selections because he wants to know about them i don't know if he wants to know about your little one though i mean i've got this big 20 ounce glass and you've got like a little eight ounce beer tastes good nothing that's it you just have an eight ounce beer yeah I guess I can go get another one. You want to sit here and wait while I go run in the kitchen and grab another one? Well, we can always talk about more shit after you get another beer. But okay, so what's coming up next? I know LACC's got a race in two weeks. Is that what's coming up? Yep. Yeah, so and week Karen Crow. Karen Crow. That's close to your Van, house. Yeah, Vanway Moto Playground. Nice. Yep. All right, well, cool. We got a... Uh, we got a torn race this weekend in Archer City. We got a, a TC, you know, TCCRA race in Archer City. We have a torn race. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I don't remember. We have a torn race going on. Make sure you check out tornracing.com. And as well as a Torx race, torxracing.com. Uh, I know they're a little bit uh, outside of Austin. So, But those are the three Texas races going on. We've got a couple nationals as well. Hmm, I don't know. I'm not really doing notes right now because of the fact that I just wanted to hang out with my buddy Lucas Como and talk to him online. Make there sure you do go. some of your own work for a change, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing Boom. it all for you. What up? You got to pay me more for that, which we win more than nothing. <laughs> all right. Lucas, stay on the line. We're not going to keep chatting for a little bit. But everybody, I'd like to say thanks for paying attention to what we're calling uh, the Crapshoot, episode 51. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, Lucas. Peace. I'm out.